It's 100.3 The X Rocks. My name is Randy. On the phone, I have a special guest. His name is Sean Dowdell, the drummer of Grey Days. The band Chester Bennington was in before Linkin Park. They have new music coming out. It's new music built around Chester's vocals that recorded back in the early 90s. We're going to chat about it right now with Sean. Sean, hello. What is happening, Randy? Not too much, Sean. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. I appreciate you being on. And I got to tell you, first of all, listening to the songs and watching some of the footage, it gets me teared up a little bit, you know, a little emotional. What does this project mean to you, being able to bring friends, families, and fans together in this way? For me, it's been a very cathartic experience. But first and foremost, it means being able to complete something that me and my good friend uh, has started out with together. We started in the music industry together. Uh, we were business partners for a long time, best friends for a long time. And when he passed, there was this giant void in my life. And this has been one of the things that have helped me try to make sure that I do right by my friend. It's just been a way for me to, I guess, find closure in some odd way. How did it all start back in the day in the early 90s when you guys met and got together? So Chester auditioned for our band in 92. He came in. He was all of 90 pounds, soaking wet. He had super tight, curly hair. He was wearing glasses. And my arrogant uh, opinion, he was not a uh, rock star that I thought he should be. And uh, then he sang, and I shut me right up. I, I was all of 17. He was 15, and wow. I thought I knew everything about the world. And he just had an amazing rock talent right out of the gate. And as soon as he joined the band, we started hanging out, and we're fast friends, and we've just cultivated our relationship over the next, you know, uh, six, seven years, and became writers together, and just best of friends. You know, speaking of the talent he had, where were his vocals saved the whole time, and how did those come back the way that you guys brought them back? So I had kept the master tapes after the band had broken up, and we had toyed with putting the band back together three or four times, believe it or not, over the past decade and a half. Uh, basically, the first time would have been 2003 when our original guitar player, Bobby, was diagnosed with brain cancer, and then another time in 2007, and then again in 2016 when he called me. Chester and I were business partners in a company called Club Tattoo, and every year we would throw these anniversary parties. We hadn't done one in a while. And he called me when he was on the road and said, let's do another anniversary party and let's put Grey Days back together for it. And that sounded really fun to me. So as the idea developed, we started rehearsing and then it became more than a live show. It became, let's put these old records out. And then it became, let's modernize the music of these records, of these songs, so that they're a little bit more relevant in today's music scene. This is all why he was alive. And then 2017, he passed, and everything kind of just the brakes hit. You know, I just I just pushed pause on everything. I didn't want to try to move forward on any of that until I felt like it was ready to do so. And when you got back into the studio to revisit this, what did it feel like to hear his voice over the studio monitors for that first time again? Well, keep in mind, I'd been working on it, you know, before he passed. Once we started back into it, it was tough. You know, there was a lot of tears. I would say for the first four months of working on it, there were moments that would get me in the studio where I would have to step aside and just take a breath. And even to this day, my wife listens to the songs and she'll cry. And, uh, you know, a lot of the fans are listening to this for the first time and they'll cry because the emotional intensity and integrity that are in these songs is really evident. As soon as you listen to him, you're like, wow, he believes every single emotion he's feeling in these lyrics. 
there's and I get the same exact thing or something really it's nostalgic in a way and emotional yet it also is kind of new and exciting to hear it again in this light absolutely well we did our best to try to modernize it so that the music would be relevant in today's you know music world uh, but you know we have the challenge of these vocals are what they are uh, and he recorded them when he was 21 years old but I think the beauty of that is that people get to hear Chester in his rawness and mm-hmm. in, in his moment where he was really becoming himself and i think the honesty that comes through the music uh with his vocals is really special yeah you absolutely hear it every every single time and you know usually the drum tracks go down first right and so was it kind of harder to work i guess backwards in a sense the way that you're doing this i gotta tell you it was really awkward for sure to try to write a song around vocals so we took all the music and threw the music out the window and started from scratch rearranged his vocals on some of the tracks and then we would start writing the music it was completely different than what i'm used to doing and we had some great producers uh help us try to manage this whole process and curate the music in a way that not only be relevant musically, but would still showcase his voice in the way that kept the original intention of the music. And then bringing in guys on this record from Bush, P.O.D., Corn, Helmet, etc., how did you decide on who would be on this? Well, I decided uh, pretty easily. They had to have a connection to Chester. He either had to love them, they had to love him. It had to be somebody he wanted to work with. Uh, he had to talk about him. They had to talk about him. I, I had a lot of people wanting to throw their hat in the ring, and we were very discerning on who we actually let do it. So when I talked to Head and Monkey from Corn, you know, those are guys that Chester would have absolutely loved to have done a record with. He loved those guys as human beings and musicians. So that connection was very simple, right? Uh, and then we brought them in. They played on one track. So Chris Trainer was somebody that Chester didn't know, but he loved the band Bush. So it was an easy plug-in for that. Um, he loved a guy named Marcos uh, who plays in POD. They were good friends. They would hang out outside of the music industry. So that was an easy one. Uh, Paige Hamilton from Helmet was a good friend of Chester's. Ryan from Dead by Sunrise was a good friend of Chester's and mine together, collectively hanging out. So, And then the singer LP we brought in, there was a track that she had put out in 2016, I believe, called Lost on You that... I remember driving in a car ride with Chester. He was flipping out over her voice, just trying to show it to me on his phone. you got to hear this girl. you got to hear her voice. So, I mean, we reached out through a mutual friend of Chester and I's name, Renee, in New York, and he reached out to LP for us. And when she got wind of it, she was all over it. She loved it. She was a big fan. You know, she never had a chance to really hang out with him, but there was a, a an easy connection for me to make. How special was it, too, to have... Chester's son, Jamie, as part of the process. Pretty awesome. So obviously I've known Jamie since he was born. Uh, I've known all of Chester's kids since they were born. And we invited all of them down, but not all of them were ready. Uh, Talinda felt like the youngsters, uh, Tyler, Lily, Lila, they just weren't ready to try to engage in something like that. And it's totally understandable. So I respect that. Uh, but I just wanted to make sure that they knew they were invited. And we invited Draven. Uh, you know, he wasn't quite ready. Um, he was a little apprehensive, which is totally understandable as well. But he'll probably come in and sing on the next record. Uh, but Jamie took us up on the offer when I reached out. He said, you know what, that sounds like fun. And it was something I wanted to try to connect Chester with his kids uh, after he was gone. It was something he would have loved to have been able to do while he was alive. And he just never got a chance to. So 
for me to be able to bring it in, I felt like I was coming through for my friend. You're really and, doing uh, Jamie's thing. voice. Thank you. And Jamie's voice was good, and he sang great with his dad, and it was a very special moment. But you know, I just the whole thing for me was just about connecting Chester with his kids through music. It really is amazing. Is there an official release date that we can talk about for the record amends? So the official release date will be put out on February 6th, uh, the album announcement with the song Sickness that comes out, and it is going to be April 3rd, and uh, the album is titled Amends. Is there any, you mentioned next record, is there any future plans for Grey Days beyond the album? So, you know, we get, now that things are rolling forward with the music coming out, people are asking us to play all over the world. The problem is, it feels a little disingenuous for me to spend three years trying to finish this music that me and my friend uh, had started together and then just all of a sudden replace him with another singer. That doesn't feel right to me. So uh, if we were ever to play live, we would probably do it in a tribute fashion where we would bring in a guest singer to sing these songs uh, and wrap the entire thing in a uh, in a Chester uh, tribute where people understand it's about Chester still and we're not trying to replace him. That's That's really the only way I would consider doing live shows. Absolutely. And is there plans for more music videos for these songs that are coming out? Because I've seen the one, obviously, with some of that old footage with Chester in it. Is there more plans for something like that? Yeah, we just shot a a new music video for Sickness, and it's a really cool concept that I think fans are going to love. And we're going to have several more videos, and there is plans for more music. We have basically two and a half to three albums worth of material and uh, if this album is well received, which it you know seems like it's off to a great start, then we'll uh, you guys will see a second record. Perfect. I got to tell you, I've been sharing you know what's in the eye with everybody I can, and it's been the uh, champion here on a segment we do on the night show called Cage Match, and so the reception is really good so far. Nice. Thanks. That's so cool to hear. Absolutely. And of course, you can look for the upcoming album Amends, and you can catch what's in the eye here on the X and soon Sickness. Sean, I really appreciate you taking the time today. No, I appreciate you. Thank you very much.